You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. I'm Dave Washington, your host. Pleased to be with you on this Saturday morning. And as always, I try to start out with an announcement or two. And I want to mention what I mentioned last week, and that is that uh, the White House announced a $3.1 billion uh, to address homelessness and included amongst that is our veterans. So we certainly hope that something will be done to uh, help the more than 33,000 veterans from across this country who lack permanent housing. Also, from our commander, Jeff Jones at American Legion Post 10, he posted that there will be what's called PAC Act Summer Vet Fest Town Hall and Resource Fair on 729, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at uh, the VA Medical Center, 6900 North Pecos Road, North Las Vegas, 89086. So for you veterans out there, and always remember, we want to make contact with Tony Marshall, who's our service officer. I'll uh, give his name at the end of the show today. On the line, we have a good friend of mine, uh, one of my former golfing buddies, uh, Mr. Don Hamilton. Uh, Don, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Dave. Good, good. Say, Don, please tell our listening audience, what branch of service did you serve in and for how long? I was in the Air Force for 28 years and 25 days. (laughs) Got it all down, 28. (laughs) So, Don, where are you from and and when did you actually join the military? I'm from a small town in Alabama called Andalusia. Mm. And I joined the military on 6 August 1962. Wow. I was 11 years old. <laughs> so, Doug, wow. so uh, how many years did you serve again? 28 years. 28 years. So how many different jobs did you have while you were serving? Oh, Dave, I can't even remember. I, I started off... Uh, as I said, in 1962, out of basic training, I went to uh, McDill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. It was right in the middle of the Cuban crisis, if you remember that. Yes. Uh, pretty harrowing time for quite a few of us youngsters because we didn't know what was going on. And uh, it, it was pretty exciting, but pretty scary at the same time. So mm-hmm. I, was a, I was a military policeman. So we worked some pretty long hours. Mm-hmm. Our days were usually 12 to 14 hours, seven days a week with no time off. 
we got through it in about the first to second month of 63. Mm-hmm. And I was there for from 62 until 65, at which time I left there and went to uh, to Thailand. Um, it was the beginning, I guess you could say 63 was the beginning of the buildup in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had some first at that particular time in my career. We, we were the first ones, I won't say the first ones, but we were one of the first bases to get the new, at that time, F-4 Phantom Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they flew them down to our base on Armed Forces Day. And uh, let me tell you, it was something to behold. Just looking at that thing, it looked like it was doing about 200 miles an hour sitting on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it was, And we also, that same year, were one of the first few bases to get the new M-16 rifle. Uh, prior to that, we were using the M1 Garand mm-hmm. and the M2 Carbine. Right. So uh, they they phased those out and gave us the M16 rifle, which, uh, as I said, we took with us to uh, Thailand. Uh, I think Vietnam got them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there until, I don't know, I was there for about six months, and then I rotated back to uh, McDill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida. Um, as I said, I was a military policeman, but I, I worked some pretty high-end jobs while there. I worked at what is now called uh, Central Command. At that time, it was called Strike Command, mm-hmm. and the headquarters was at McDill Air Force Base. It was a combination of all four military branches under one uh, Supreme Commander. Uh, four-star general at that time was... Uh, General Paul D. Adams. He was an uh, Army general that was in charge of uh, Strike Command uh, that compa- encompassed all of the military in South, not Southeast Asia, but uh, the South Central mm-hmm. Asia. So, th- and, uh, so Don, throughout your 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 twenty eight years, you were military police throughout. I was I was military police for the entire twenty eight years. Yeah, mm, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So. As you were transitioning out, I, I, I do know a place that you worked at here in town. So how did your military service help you with that with that career change to civilian life, I should say? Well, I came to Las Vegas in 1989 and uh, had about a year left in the military. Mm-hmm. I had decided prior to coming here, I came here from Korea, and I had decided at to come here and retire and go back to California because I went to California, I went to Korea from California in 1988. Mm-hmm. But when I got to Las Vegas, I, I, I kind of fell in love with the city because of the weather. Because I had just prior to that, about two years prior to coming here, I had just began to play golf. So when I got here, this weather was ideal for playing golf, as you know. All right. I decided to stay here. And uh, I retired in 90. I went to work at Caesars Palace mm-hmm. as a security officer in 91. And I worked at Caesars.
Jesus Palace for 18 years, uh, and I retired from there as a security manager in 2009. So my military career uh, specialty as a, as a military policeman helped me a whole a great deal mm-hmm. in that job because it, there are a lot of similarities in what we did as military policemen and what you do as a security officer. Right. Interesting. So you did 18 years there. Now, what was your, I'm assuming that there was a rank difference from when you served in the military to your civilian life? Oh, yeah. We we started out as, as I said, as security officers. Mm-hmm. And then over time, if you were lucky enough to get promoted, which I did, uh, I got promoted to sergeant. And then I think it was about two or three years after that, I got promoted to lieutenant, which is uh, the overall uh, shift uh, manager for the shift that you're working on. And I worked that until I retired. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was pretty interesting. I learned a lot there. And uh, I enjoyed it, to be perfectly honest with you. It was really... Really eye-opening to work in that environment and with the diverse number of people and groups of people that come through that casino. You know, the entertainers, the dealers, uh, you know, the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. It was pretty exciting. Well, sounds like you had two very exciting careers. Now, while you were in the military, what rank did you achieve uh, upon your departure? I was uh, I retired as a senior master sergeant, which was which is uh, E eight. Okay. Uh, as you know, you, the highest rank you can get as an enlisted person is E nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I retired as an E eight, so uh, I was pretty happy with that. Oh yeah, he's up at the top of the food chain for sure. Yeah. Well, Don, what what had, uh, suggestions? I don't. I don't advise people, nor do I encourage others to advise anyone, but what suggestions would you give to some young person who's given consideration to uh, joining one of the branches of the military? I would say I'm I'm kind of uh, prejudiced towards the Air Force because I was in there for so long, but I would say any branch of the military that you join would be pretty... I would say pretty pretty uh, exciting, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of advantages, you know, in today's military especially, because it's it's all high tech now. When I went in, it was you know uh, you know you 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 get a rubber band and a couple of toothpicks and you go out and do what you got to do. <laughs> now you got to be uh, tech savvy. You got to be right. you got to have computer knowledge and all this stuff. So it's pretty exciting. You, you know, people think of it as just boots on the ground, but mm-hmm. when you put those boots on the ground, you got to be able to operate computers. You got to be able to operate drones, satellites. You got to do all of these things, and, and there are a whole lot of other things you have to know. Uh, so you can't go into the military like guys did back in my day. You have to be knowledgeable of today's, uh, you know, environment, and you've got to be able to. Be, deal with different concepts and different ideas and uh, you, you learn a lot in there and when you come out now you're ready for the world because 
everything you do in there now is the same thing that people are doing out in the world today uh, as far as, uh, you know, technology and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think it would be to anyone's advantage if you're looking for a, a chance to learn how to deal with today's society and today's environment, you cannot be joining the military. Mm. Okay. I know a lot of young people don't want to hear that, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. True. I agree 100%. So, Don, any closing remarks as we wind down this segment of the show? And I certainly appreciate you for coming on. No problem. I would, again, say that to any young person out there, if you don't know right now, today, say you're graduating high school or even college, and you're not sure about what you want to do or how, where you want to go moving forward, I would give the military... A, a, a good look because you'd be surprised at what you can learn and the concepts and ideas and things that you can pick up in there and bring back to the table once you get out. Right. Uh, okay. You know, and uh, so I would say give it a shot. Uh, just give it a thought, if nothing else. All right. All right. Mr. Don Hamilton, we appreciate your time and effort. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. We'll be back on the other side with Miss Evelyn Pacheco. Once again, good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm excited to have our second guest on this morning. And in fact, she was on... Uh, at, over at uh, KCEP a few years back, we were on the show together when I was co-hosting with uh, Commander Grady. So, Evelyn, how have you been? I've been great, and and I just want to say thank you for oh. having me on here. Oh, it's a pleasure. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. You know, just for the sake of our listening audience, would you give us, uh, again, just what branch and how long did you serve in the military? Army in the house, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> And I served in 1985, mm-hmm. and I went to Fort Jackson. That was an experience coming from Minnesota, mm-hmm. where it's cold and snow. Right. And then landing in South Carolina, I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> There's no snow here. What's going on? <laughs> and then I went to Aberdeen Proving Ground, mm-hmm. and that was quite the experience. So what was, <laughs> what was your total service time? My total was six years. Okay. I'm a 63 Juliet, which is a light wheel mechanic. Oh, Really? A mechanic. That's interesting. You know, when I went in, and I don't mind saying this on the air, I had a marijuana possession as a teenager. They wouldn't they wouldn't give me a top secret clearance. So they told me, well, you're going to be a mechanic. I said, no, I'm not. So I went to class a couple of times, you know, stood by a pole. I said, you can make me come to class, but you can't make me learn. What do you want to do, Washington? What is wrong with you? But you know what? I took auto mechanics in high school, and I loved it. But anyway, so you're a mechanic. I always liked tinkering with mm-hmm. my bicycle, and I would ride it as a young girl. And I always liked the football. Uh-huh. Grew up with the family watching boxing. So it was more interesting, I think, to get off into fixing things, learn uh-huh. how they were, right. and what's happening with it. So, so family-wise, brothers, sisters? So I have sisters. I'm the only one that went into military. But mm-hmm. as I got older and, and wiser, I found out I had um, a lot of family in the Korean War, Civil War. My dad was 
Air Force. Mm-hmm. That's okay, right? Dad was Air Force, but he was out of uh, Fort Luke. Found out that my brother was Coast Guards. And so it was like, wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. All of us were, yeah. Oh, cool. Now, you yes. are the president. I'm the president, the owner of Nevada Women in Trades. Okay. And Women in Trades is actually a national mm-hmm. organization okay. and international. So when people think, oh, Nevada Women in Trades, you, you just started here, you just did that. I'm like, no, the idea has already happened. So Chicago Women in Trades started back in 1981. Mm-hmm. Ohio Women in Trades in 1979. Then we had Washington, Oregon. Now we have many more states, Texas, Alaska, Missouri, West Virginia. Um, England is getting in on it. Canada is mm-hmm. getting in on it. And it's about supporting women that want to be into non-traditional careers. So under under your umbrella, what trades do you prepare them for or how does that whole program work? So we have a six-week program mm-hmm. and our next one starts in, uh, October 23rd. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> um, info at Nevada spelled out, W-I-T dot org. So that's info at Nevada wit dot org. And we are going to start another class, like I said, October 23rd. And it consists of any union. Mm-hmm. I am not just because I'm a pipe fitter out of five two five whoop whoop in the house, mm-hmm. but um, it's about what she wants to do. It's right. about what she her interest is because the programs are three year apprenticeship programs, five year apprenticeship, and that's a long time, right? right to stay at something, sure. And so I I have um, partnerships with local three fifty seven, local twelve. Um, 857, um, wow, 669. So, and then I also have a relationship with the Culinary Academy mm-hmm. and NDOT for CDL. And So is, is your training a preparatory for a person made, and you say six-week program? Yes, so online. It, it, it prepares you to get you into pursue- the... Yes. Any of those trades. It prepares okay. you to take the math test. Okay. Because that's the barrier. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because I ran a program for a number of years for women, also for young men and women who wanted to get into it. Me and Larry Powell many, many years ago, back in the late 70s, early 80s. And then as I got on the department, I became a training officer and I saw this program out of Seattle, Washington. I'm reading the news. I'm like, man, I wonder if they'll let me do this. It was a preparatory program for women. And you talk about the black guys and the white guys wanting a piece of my butt. What are you doing? You're going to get these women here to take our jobs. I said, man, if you sit on the doggone couch and don't want to promote up, why can't a woman be your boss? I I just believe if you're capable and have the gumption to enter any career field, if you got the wherewithal, the knowledge, skills, and ability— why shouldn't you have an opportunity? I mean, I'm not a very big person. Right. I'm not a very tall person. Right. But I was a pipe fitter, right? Retired out of the Plumbers and Pipe Fitters mm-hmm. Union. And it's, it's it really comes down to loving what you do, right? Right. I mean, there's nothing like me going on the strip right now and looking at Encore, Wynn, Manley Bay, Turnberry Towers, um, Palazzo, I'm seeing uh, the, the powerhouses and all that and saying, wow, I had something to do with why you're on that, sitting on that toilet or mm-hmm. in the tub or mm-hmm. you're breathing air or you're... 
you know what I mean? And it's standing there and that's pride. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, and, and it's interesting how I got done with the military and then I went into my civilian world, helped my kids. Mm-hmm. And then now when I came back to Vegas, because my background was secretary. So that's interesting too. So mm-hmm. I went to college for mm-hmm. secretary, mm-hmm. well, administration. Right. And then I came back and did like a whole full circle back into what I did in the military. Right. I mean, it's kind of like full circle. Right. Like <laughs> and then got into construction and I just loved it. I loved fixing everything. Mm-hmm. I loved the plumbing, the brazing, the welding. The, I mean, it's like, wow. So what are the requirements to actually join your program, that six week program that you have? Yes. And then I trust that they will learn enough in your program where then they can apply for these other trades that they may be interested in. Or yes, trade. And, and we go further than that, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't just put a person in the water and get their feet wet and then walk away from them and tell them, hey, go go get the other foot wet, right? right, right. So when they come when they come to us, and again, we prepare, we, we have, we do a whole process of, of application and, and we do that, do an interview and you're not just going to come say, oh, I want to do this. We have you take a, a little minor math test just to see where you're at right. and everything else. And, and then we... Again, we have you prepared to take the math and we have you doing those things. And then you um, we get you your OSHA, your CPR, mm-hmm. your forklift awareness. And then we introduce you to the five unions. So in the classes from nine to one, because what's happening is I'm raising my grandbaby and I have to get her to school. And what's interesting is. I figured out, well, wait a minute. The best time for me to do anything is when they're in school, right? I don't have to worry about where she is, what's mm-hmm. going on there. And I got a time frame too, right, right? right? So nine to one. So, right, you drop the kids off at eight in the morning. You jump on our class at nine. <laughs> you you do what we do. And then you you we get done with our class at one and you got enough time to go pick up the kiddos, right? right. And for six, so it's Monday through Friday and and three Saturdays because of the certifications. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is we introduce you to the unions. But when we have our class in, in October, the good thing about it is at that point in time when you get done with our class, we have a graduation form too. You got to mm-hmm. have a graduation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you are able to jump right into taking the apprenticeship test to get into the plumbers. Then the, then the following month, it's the, it's the uh, IBW, right? And then it's the labors. Like, like I set it up to where once you leave my class that you can just go, bam. You can, and I, tell the, I encourage the women to apply for all the unions. That's right. So you have a choice, right? right? You're not just like, oh, I'm going to. Well, what if that don't fall through? So in the, in the pre-stuff you do. If someone is just totally terrible, do you do anything to well, assist them? I'm saying because it seems like and, and, and everybody's not prepared no. or mentally to do these different no. trades. So there must be some prerequisite. If you can't handle this right here, this is probably not for you. Well, that's why we have them do the little math test okay. while we do the application. Okay. So we really can see where they're at before. Mm-hmm. And then we pick, right? Mm-hmm. Once you do the interview and then we call you, you know, let you know either yay or nay or come apply again mm-hmm. or however. But but we have standards too, though. Absolutely. You know, because being in the military, there ain't nothing like watching somebody show up for late, right? Mm-hmm. When you're out. And we know what happens when anybody does anything <laughs> wrong. Everybody pay for it, right? right? In the military. So I already have a... Uh, you know that that they have to if they miss more than one day mm-hmm. we we dismiss them if they have two two or more tardiness we dismiss them they got to have a C average right. because you're getting graded in what we're doing okay. so you got to have a C average so they're standard so you're not just gonna come in here and think you just finna because right. it's not no and and then even on when I'm 
put out my flyers, you know, if you're not serious, then need not apply. That's right. You know, so, because I don't have time. So how many do you take in? We can take up to 15 ladies. Okay. We've started since 2018. My first class was 2019. Mm-hmm. And Pamela Goins Brown, who is now the mayor, mm-hmm. was the first... Oh, I love her. The first to recognize me um, and and to let us have our first graduation at City Hall, Northwest Vegas. City. And that's and that's so beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. She she's really been there for me. And she gave me a plaque of being the first black woman to get a plumber's license. And oh, I forgot about that part. Y'all. Yeah. 2007, uh-huh. um, when I journeyed out of the Plumbers and Pipe Fitters Ring, which I didn't even know. And Don Johnson, who was my first year instructor, he came up to me. He goes, you know what who? you did? Don Johnson. No, Don. Good guy. Woo woo. <laughs> yeah, woo for Don. He's in um, Atlanta right now. But anyways, uh-huh. helping his son. But um, he um, he is like, I want to tell you something. I'm like, what? He goes, you know, you're the first black woman that passed the journeyman. And I was like, whatever, Don. You know, this mm-hmm. is 2007. Right. Come on, come on, come on. Right. You know, he's Must like, Must have no. been somebody before. Yeah, think. yeah, there had to be, right? He goes, right. no, no, no. I'm, I'm telling you. Then he, and after graduation, we went over to a restaurant right after, right across from Palace Station. Mm-hmm. And we celebrated. And and they paid for all the kids. My kids came. We party, And it was just so wow, right? Like, I can't believe this is happening to me, right? Like, wow, who would ever thought, you know, <laughs> I'd come to Vegas and this is happening. And so then in 2015, I had kind of a, I, I want to call it a spiritual awakening because I, at that point, was taking care of my grandbaby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, I know you didn't put me on this earth to do diapers and clean puke and do all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? There has to be a purpose, especially right. when you gave me the title of being the first black woman right, to get a plumber's right. And so, I don't know, all of a sudden the thought came in there, well, maybe I can do a women in trade. Mm-hmm. So I went to Chicago, talked with them, went mm-hmm. to California, mm-hmm. came back. Don Johnson, who i very grateful and appreciate, helped mm-hmm. me start giving me, you know, I calling him, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Put the curriculum together and everything. So how is the program funded? 15 people in a classroom and you're working with them, there must be well, some Well, we, we got a lot of volunteering that's okay. happening. Uh, we work on grants and donations okay. because this is why. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to really think about this, right? Because everybody said, you can't just have people just come in and drop in this. So we do have like a $50 fee that you do when you apply Mm -hmm. for our class but we also give half of it back to you because and you have to finish the class but um no there's there's not a lot of that going on (laughs) so how (laughs) how how would people contact you that may be interested in your program just um go on our website to www.nevada spelled out Mm-hmm. wit.org that's nevadawit.org mm-hmm. but um but it's not always about the monetary sure. part right sure it's it's the beauty part of where when we're I was at Women's Build Nations last year and I had one of my students come up to me and I was like wow you're here she goes I just want to tell you I was like what she goes thank you and now I'm a third year carpenter. I was like, no way. And I was heard that that was going to happen. I thought it wouldn't happen this soon. You know, when you, when you run any kind of training program, like I said, I'm the president and CEO of the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute. We don't care if a person just moves from, from a firefighter to what's called an engineer or driver. You get excited. They don't, they, everybody won't become fire chief, but you're excited that they took the initiative, they had the drive, they stayed, and you just smile. Yeah. 
Yes. You just smile. Yes. That's, that's it's, it. it's beautiful. And we got another lady that's a third year in IBW. Uh-huh. And then we have another lady that's in the Plumbers and Pipe Fitters now. She's second year. Mm-hmm. And she's making up to 1500 a week, y'all. <sighs> Man, that's 21 years old. You got something going on here that you oh, want yeah. to so, let our audience know about. Thank you. So Pancho's Vegan Cantina um, on July 21st, which is a Friday at 730. They are doing a benefiting for Nevada Women in Trades, our mm-hmm. pipeline, and they're do, they're having, and it's about veterans that are mm-hmm. come there, and it's mm-hmm. a comedy show, so they got four comedy people that are going to be there and it's $30 a ticket and you get not only do you get to see the comedy show you also get to eat tacos vegan tacos and you get a margarita with Mm -hmm. that so it's a win-win deal and Nevada Women Trades gets part of the benefits from that excellent excellent as we prepare to close out this show uh, any remarks you'd like to share any suggestions or pointers to give to those Veterans out there, period, and women in particular who may be interested in the Nevada Women's Trades Program and, that and you run. The women that are in Florence, mm-hmm. the women that are in North Las Vegas City Jail, mm. um, and the, the veteran women that I know, there's 20 veteran women that are up in Florence right now. I just mm-hmm. want to let you know that Nevada Women in Trades is here for you. Um, if you're aging out of the foster system, mm-hmm. if you're going through domestic mm-hmm. too, and any of that sort, this is a way for you to take care of your families and to know that your past does not dictate your future. You can do anything. Sister, I appreciate you so much, Evelyn. And we're going to have you back on the show because the work that you're doing See, sometimes we get this male thing going on. A lot, not sometimes. (laughs) Well, I I say sometimes because I'm I'm just not one of those kind of people. (laughs) And I I just think that if you are capable of doing something, you should be given that opportunity. And I think that you are making a way for a lot of women. So I just pray that God continues to bless you because you're doing great work, sister. So keep doing it. And you are always welcome to be on our show. Thank you. Thank you, Evelyn. And your, your program again is? Nevada Women in Trades, y'all. <laughs> All right. Hey, once again, service officer, Tony Marshall. If you have some th- some needs, uh, 301-537-9465, Tony Marshall. Peace. With that, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. And Wes will be closing us out. Thank you, Wes. Appreciate you, young man. Mm-hmm.